another live session of the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips. All right, we want to find his mindset for us. All right, as we continue to do that, it becomes very easy for us to, to journey on and honor him in every area of our life. All right, so continue to do that. We thank God for his love and his kindness. Father, we just give you glory and praise this morning we appreciate you it's an honor to be alive and to be part of a company of people in the earth that your spirit yes is speaking to and drawing and calling to a new level a new position in you where they can begin to understand and walk in the full reality of your demand for this season in time we do appreciate you for this lord that our heart oh god is constantly being drawn to the place of your intentions oh god that we are not drawing back but that we are pressing oh god father into that place where you can be glorified in us and through us where our life can truly be an effulgence of your glory in the earth thank you father that you are continuing to search yes the scripture says your eyes is running through and through the earth searching yes those that you can make yourself strong on their behalf we thank you lord because we believe almighty god that we are part of that company right now that you are finding in the earth that you can indeed show yourself strong thank you this morning that as we once again engage your heart, your mind, your desire, your intentions, oh God, for our, for our lives, for our family, for our nation, for our generation, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus, the Lord, you once again release great a reflection, a, a true light, oh God, yes, of, of your word, that our life becomes one with your word, that Christ be formed in us, that Christ be manifest in us, that his will, his counsel and purposes and desire become a true reality in our time and in our day. Lord, that this generation will not just pass by, oh God, without fulfilling the, your ordained purpose. It's ordained, yes, purpose, Father. We pray in Jesus' name that all that you have planned and desire for our time, for our generation, for this season, we declare that they are coming to fall. They are coming to manifestation. Indeed, because we are we are the saints, oh God, who have the capacity to reach into your intention, your prophetic intention and bring them into manifestation. We thank you this morning. We give we give you glory, we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are live on the radio, so if you are connecting with us, you, we, you can also do that on, on the radio. All right, we've been dealing with the philosophy of, of biblical, <clears throat> excuse me, of biblical uh, um, center prayer. All right, and this is very important as we continue to deal with, you know, the spiritual orientation and interaction. Of our, of our walk with God. It's important that we continue to allow the Spirit of God to speak to us, to minister to us in a way where we can, you know, continue to adjust into that which, all right, the Father has ordained for us. All right, one of the things that we have continued to declare, we've continued to proclaim, thank you, Brother Derek, for joining this morning. One of the things that we have continued to declare is that there is a full construction. When a day where we're talking about going back to the house of the portal, all right, to shape us, to mold us, to build us, so that, all right, heaven can pour himself the thing is God never pours himself until he finds a ready vessel he will move when the ark is 
built in accordance to pattern. The glory will come when the temple is built in accordance to divine order and pattern. All right. So if we try to jumpstart or we try to cut short, all right, we try to, you know, uh, 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 you know, shunt the pattern or we try to look for some shortcut, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So what, what we are dealing with, all right, it's, it's a call to come back to the order, to come back to the pattern, to come back to the framework, to come back to, you know, what the word of God says God wants. Once we can do that, I mean, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. I mean, Jesus is our best example, all right? 33 years he lived on earth. He finished his work and he was gone. All right, we saw Jesus manifest at the age of 12. I mean, he came into the scene at the age of 12. We saw him in the temple challenging. He had knowledge. Listen to this. Jesus had knowledge. He had knowledge of God's purpose for his life. He had knowledge of what he was called, amen, to represent, to, to communicate to the people. And we saw him begin to us. The professors of his time were like, how did you get this knowledge? You're just a child because they understand what they're talking about. That you know, you know, if, if you're growing up in a Jewish family, all right, at the age of at the age of six, you you know certain things about the Torah, all right. You have certain understanding, you have certain knowledge. In fact, not understanding, you have knowledge about you know about the Torah. You, you know, by by the age of twelve, they're about you. You should know the entire Torah. Right. But Jesus is not just speaking, you know, in terms of the knowledge of the Torah. I mean, he was speaking as a teacher, as a rabbi, to the point that the professors, the doctors, they were all sitting to listen to this, to this boy. Where did he come from? Where did he get this knowledge from? And you will have assumed that that was enough for God to release him and launch him into ministry. No, no, they said, you're not ready. You're not ready. You're not ready. There's something that is yet to be formed. There's something that is yet to be shaped. There's something that is yet. Because listen, he came as we are. He lived his life. He must live his life the way we ought to live our life here on earth. So Christ is our pattern. So when we read Jesus, we're not just reading, amen, his deeds. We're also reading his values. We're reading his, 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 his template of operation. We're reading, amen, his process of development. Am I saying that we have to get to the age of 30 before we start doing what God will have us do? Maybe. But beyond that, I'm saying there has to be a, a, a character formation. There has to be a character development. Development. There has to be a complete understanding, amen, of the ways of God. The scripture said that after the resurrection of Jesus, he began to teach his disciples about, his Bible says, about the things of the kingdom. I was thinking about that this morning and I was saying to myself, so what, what were these teachings Jesus you know, was actually teaching his disciples about the kingdom? I mean, what was he teaching them before? They have hewn for themselves, they construct for themselves systems that cannot hold water. This was God's issue with the children of Israel. He said, they've forsaken me and they have used the resource I've given to them to go build an alternative system for themselves. And God says that system cannot hold water. So my point this morning as we engage the book of Acts chapter 4 is that what God is looking for, all right, is not more of the prayer that we pray. Uh-uh, it's not that. It is the structure that defines this prayer life. It is the character, you know, lifestyle. It is the belief system. It is the quality of faith. It is the 
power of lifestyle. It is the power of community that, that shapes these men and women. What makes somebody's prayer different from another's, another person's prayer? What makes the prayer, amen, of Jesus and calling and proclaiming and declaring and, you know, calling the God of Yahweh, the God of Elijah, the God of thunder, the God of fire, the God of God knows what. And he's, and he's just there performing. <laughs> And he's, you know, and it's like they're all watching. And okay, let's see what's going to happen. And nothing is happening because it is not how you perform in in the place of prayer that makes your prayer effective. You gotta go back to Acts chapter one, chapter two. You see the community. You see what defines the life. You see, you see. That's why teaching must go before prayer that's why the doctrine must go because doctrine is a doctrine is designed to to reshape you to to re, to reculture you Doct, doctrine is designed amen to look into those nitty-gritty into those corners of your life amen the, the doctrine is 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 sander with the capacity amen to you know to to scan through every aspect of your life every aspect of your motive every aspect of your belief system yes when you come into the conference when you come into my space ah the word of god is gonna scan you i'm not gonna just come hallelujah come let's pray ha. no 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 the bible says be careful of who you agree with all right i want to be sure that we are on the same plane that we are in the same level that we we both agree are you so if you are not sure that that is because that i'm sure that's the first thing i'm going to ask you do you think this is what god wants for you uh, I think so. Oh, you think so? You're not sure yet. Okay, so the best way to pray is you hold the person's hand. Okay, let's agree. Father, we thank you. I thank you. I'm agree with my brother. I'm agree with my sister regarding this need. We don't know yet if this is what you want for him or her. But Father, we just bind our will, our desire regarding this need to your need, to your to your to your intention. You have a say. You have a purpose. You have a plan. All right, for your for your son, for your daughter regarding this issue. But we are not sure if this is really what you want. But right now we are agreeing together as in binding our hearts, binding our desire, binding our motive, oh God, to your word. Because you know your your ability to wait for the timing of God. All right, or you allow fear to motivate you. Many times our prayer, amen, are fear motivated. Many times our prayer, amen, are anxiety motivated. Many times our prayer, amen, are pressure motivated all right you look around everybody's getting married everybody's got a child everybody's got a husband's got a wife but hello what's going on with me here am i still why am i still single you don't understand that amen the provisions of god amen are interconnected to god's purposes for our life and god's purposes for our life also amen looks into how ready other things that makes that purpose or objective amen come into fruition in other words god wants to give you something but guess what the person or the group that will allow that thing amen that god wants to give to you amen are not ready are not prepared so god says well i i need to give you this thing but guess what uh brother a and sister d and sister f all right are not days <laughs> and after your prayer and fasting evanston says no what are you gonna do are you gonna jump into the, the, the lagoon and jump into the river and kill yourself 
your activity your spiritual activity regarding a request is not really what matters amen it is the mind of god it is the will of god it is the intentions of god hallelujah that's why it's important that even before you go into the concept of doing business amen uh, starting uh, you know um you know a, a relationship maybe marriage whatever it is or into a career you need to first of all know the word of god because it, the gifts are meant for men alone Remember that when the when the when the when the when the when the spirit of God came on the day of Acts, Amen. In Acts chapter one, when the spirit came, there were also women there. <laughs> there were women there. Praise the Lord. In fact, if you read the scripture, you find apostles, Amen, that are women. But that's not my 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 direction this morning. My direction is that we've got to understand that there are people that have been placed, Amen, with certain grace and capacity. All right, and remember that all this grace are all birth in the place of prayer. Remember in chapter one, chapter two, all this thing were birth. In fact, chapter one shows us, amen, that all of them, amen, we're waiting on the Lord in prayer. So every gift, every grace you read about, amen, we're all products, amen, of prayer. So when you say a gifted man that is not praying, that is not maintaining his gift in the pit in the scripture, but God also communicates to us in real time. So Peter was praying. Peter was praying. Here is the Lord speaking to Peter. Um, some guys are coming from the, you know, from um, God knows where. All right. And I need you to follow them because I'm going to be saving, you know, the Gentiles. I want to take, I'm ready to take the gospel to the Gentiles. I mean, this is the first point we read in the scripture where God is now ready, amen, to channel amen, his attention to the Gentiles. And it all began, amen, from the position where a guy was hungry. <laughs> I love that. I mean, it all began from a point where a guy was hungry. Thank you, Apostle uh, Andrew, for joining this morning. I mean, here was Peter. He was hungry. He went to, you know, to the rooftop to pray. While he was praying, mm, the Lord plunged him into revelation. All right? He suffered shit let down from heaven. They said, kill and eat. He said, no, me, Lord. No, 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 no. I'm hungry, but not this one. I, I, my, my mouth, my, you know, my mouth will never touch anything unclean. My hands will never touch anything. You know what I mean? These are, these are the animals you showed us in, in the scripture that we must not touch. We must not eat them. Yeah, I, I, I refuse to be defiled. <laughs> I refuse to be defiled. No, I'm not going. You see, this is where God begins to, you know, take us into a new dimension of understanding. And that's what I'm saying. We have the knowledge of God's word, but guess what? It's not enough to say, well, I've got the knowledge of God's word. All right. The knowledge of God's word ought to give us a foundation, a framework, I mean, of how we engage the things of the spirit. So he had the knowledge of the word of God, but he did not understand that even that knowledge, hallelujah. People who hurt us, when the mem when the mem when the memory of those people come to us, it comes back with the same feeling, all right, of the heart. Twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, thirty years ago. So I'm thinking about this person and the image and the spirit of the Lord said to me, that person is not the same person. So get rid of this thought that is coming to your to your mind now. Get rid of it. Now you have to deal with this person, amen, from a new position. That you will engage the person if you ever engage the person. So if you if you go and engage this person, assuming I see that person tomorrow, and I try to engage that person from a cold heart, from a position of my past heart, it means that all that I've been saying to you guys and I've been telling myself is basically based on lie and hypocrisy because God doesn't deal with us based on our past. Listen to this. When that guy, whoever that person is, when that person finally goes to God and asks for repentance, Lord, I, I, I'm sorry for what I did to Isaiah. I'm really sorry. Guess what? I'm not even there. I'm not there. But that person has made up. 
Here's me still holding on to the past. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm not going to. I'm not no, 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 God. Guess what? It means I'm not growing. This was the same, you know, belief. And, and that's how the devil gets a lot of us. Get so many of us. Here was Jacob. You know what Jacob did to his brother Esau? <laughs> he took his brother's bat, right? Mm, ran away with it. All right. Years have come and gone. They've, they've both grown and mature. I mean, here was a curse basically placed on Esau. But God said a time is going to come, amen, when you grow fat, when the anointing of God begins to increase in your life, you will literally break, you will break, amen, the chain, you will break the curse, you will break whatever it is, amen, that was, that was taken from your life, amen, that hindered you from becoming, in other words, you're going to come into maturity. So, the Lord had blessed Jacob, he's going back to meet his brother because... <laughs> Guess what? You've got to face your past. You've got to face your past. You like it or not. We, we all cannot run from our past. But the, pro, the, the, the important thing is when we're ready to face our past, don't face it from a position of the past. Face your past from a position of the past. Face his past. Here is his brother coming. And he's afraid. I mean, he's sending all kinds of things to go appease his brother. He's sending gold. He's sending gold. He's sending silver. He's sending rams. He's sending cattle. I mean, he's sending his sons. He's sending his wife. He said, just go appease this man because I need to move on. I, and I... <sighs> All right. You know what? You know, you know, the spirit of the Lord is talking to somebody. All right. I'm not going to mention your, your name, but the Lord is talking to you. All right. So, so he is sending all kinds of things. Say, go, 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 go. We, we need to deal with this because we want to move. We want to move on. We want to advance. Here is, here is Jacob. Hallelujah. Be, becoming Israel. He's going to become Israel, but he will not become Israel until he deal with this beast in his heart. Not the beast of his brother, because that is done. But he, he wasn't aware of that. God has already dealt with Esau. God had already blessed Esau. Things are already happening in the life of his weep. Because, I mean, the Bible says, when Jacob looked at his brother, he said, he said I'm, it's like I'm looking at the face of God. Ah. Oh. May we understand this power. I'm talking about what constitutes our prayer life. It is not the verbalization. It is what has it is what has changed. It is what that has been reconfigured in our hearts. It is what Hallelujah has taken place within us. Because listen to this: you can be praying, but if you are not changing, if you are not growing, if you are not developing, your prayer is waste. Your prayer is useless. Your prayer hallelujah, is ineffective. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer. The effectual fervent prayer. What makes a prayer effectual and fervent? Amen. It is the construction, amen, of the house of God, of the values of God, of the intentions of God, of the will of God, of the understanding of God, of the wisdom of God. And every time you pray, you I told you every time you pray, amen, you engage yourself. Every time you pray, you don't just engage God, you engage. God makes you confront yourself. You begin to see yourself because prayer is your mirror. As you pray, they reveal you to you. Ah, I need to deal with this. Anger is still there. Pride is still there. Unforgiveness is still there. Malice is there. Not just things didn't restore to you. You are being restored back to the image of your father. Because when you pray and you are being restored, something happens to you. They give you the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As the only card you need to access any anything in life. They give you the name of Jesus as the only card 
you know certain rich people they've got just one card just one card with that one card they can access anything in life any hotel they enter just that one card once they present that card it goes. <laughs> they enter a bank. They present that card. It goes. Such as I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Friend, keep on with the activity. When the time came for Elijah, he didn't need to perform. He just reminded God of who he is. And he reminded God of his place and position as his representative. Bible said while he was praying the fire fell. That is a man who's got the name of Jesus. You don't need to exert strength. Because all the strength you must exert. You've done them in the place of prayer. All the energy. All the things you need to do. Hallelujah. All the sweat you need to, you know, you need to release. You've done, them, you've done that in the place of prayer. When nobody sees you. You say the God who sees what you do secretly. Will reward you openly. I'm dealing with something here that is not just about what we declare. It's about what informs our declaration. It's about what shapes our declaration. It's about, amen, the, the, the system, the vessel, if you will, the wine skin that that declaration is coming out from, is being poured from. Our declaration is like a pouring out of something. All right? When I say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you that you're healing my brother, my sister. That is not just some words. That, that comes from a position of authenticity. Some people are afraid to be authentic. They can't stand being authentic. Because they know that they cannot maintain what has been given to them. It's a big responsibility. How's the presence of God? And it's not a boast. It's just a declaration that I know. And I know what it takes to maintain that presence. You've got to understand this. Around, I think I've laid some good foundation. So I'm sure you're tracking with me. You're following me. It's not what we declare. It is what informs what we declare. The Bible says, if there's iniquity in me, David said, if there's iniquity in me, the Lord will not answer my prayer. The Lord will not hear my prayer. Has been tracking God in his own little understanding. You see? And God says, now, salvation has come to your house, Colinus. Colinus was praying. An angel appeared to him. He said, send men to Joppa. Look for one. Call Peter. Let him come pray for you. Hallelujah. We're tracking <clears throat> some powerful principle here. I hope you're for, you know, because my heart desire is may this generation, may this generation, <clears throat> excuse me, may this generation not pass by without fulfilling a prophetic intention. There is a prophetic intention of God for this generation. And I was asking myself this morning, why do you just pray? Why can't you just allow somebody else to do this? The, the, the issue is sometimes there might not even be anybody doing it. You have to think this thing upon yourself that this is a call, this is a responsibility. I mean, yesterday though, uh, yesterday uh, 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 night, yeah, it was yesterday, yes, yesterday, it was yesterday night. The Lord gave me some powerful revelation. You know, you know, sometimes 
in fact not sometimes most time when god gives me a vision a revelation or you know it speaks to me it's always about nations yeah god speaks to me about individuals but because of the kind of grace and you know and and i guess grace that i carry god speaks to me about nation i interact with leaders over nations all right but what is happening down here that the things god wants you to deal with that the kind of you know engagement the kind of you know spiritual you know apostolic you know a, a position heaven has put you you are not functioning there because you are distracted by you know the little chicks you know playing you know in you know in in, in the grass in the sand why you're supposed to be dealing with things in in sphere and in realms this is the first time I'm sharing this with people because I mean I'm a very you know secluded person because of the kind of assignment God has placed upon my life do matter because listen to this you are not going to move from where you are to the next point in the things of God if you have not learned the thing God wants you to learn in between it's not going to happen it's not going to happen there are no shunting in the kingdom I started by telling you God is not in a hurry to move. Oh, as God wants to move, he said, quick thing I will do in righteousness, I will cut it short. Yes, but he will use those that are ready, those that are prepared, those that are willing to give him the journey. Yes, if all God will find in a land, amen, one man who is ready, amen, to pay the price, to pray the price, to give him the standard in every generation, there is a standard that is required. When God finds that one man, he ends that generation, he begins anew. In the days of Noah, God found Noah. And Noah stood on behalf of his family. So God is not about multitude. If God could wipe an entire generation in the days of Noah, do you think he cannot do that in our day? God is not respecter of man. Amen. Seasons don't change God. Times don't change God. <laughs> Advancements. Guess what? Back then, those people too were advanced. Some of the things that we think we know today that, you know, is making us think we've arrived you'd be surprised that some of those technology were in existence back there it's just that the way amen people looked at those things were different the way people did things back then was different from the way we're doing things now but it doesn't mean that those people were stupid or they have no knowledge of the thing itself they've construct for themselves systems that they're supposed to be the the guys in charge of the religious system of the day so in chapter let me just make this a bit bold so that i can all right, I think this is bold enough. So in chapter three, in chapter four, I'm going to begin to read. I'm going to begin to read. Now, what we're tracking, amen, is, <clears throat> excuse me, is the apostolic concept of prayer, amen. Remember, I said to you that Adley would you read a part in the entire book of Acts. That concept that we've got to be able to, if if we want unity, is there. Like, like I said, wherever you find amen, the prayer, you will see unity. They are together. They act together. They broke bread together. The reason why the church is in disarray, confused, amen, everybody's doing their thing, is because we have, we have refused, we have rejected, amen, the pattern. You want unity in the church. Go back to the book. Go back to the pattern. There's no other way out. God did not give us another concept, amen, to, to, you know, to body unity. You want unity in the church? You want unity in your house? You want unity in the community? Amen. Go study the book. 
read the principle and leave it out amen don't try to add to it or, or you know or, or remove from it no no just just let the book speak for itself it's there especially for those of us in, in you know in, in in leadership ministry this is the pattern for us Right? The religious rulers, the elites, they were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching. Now they were not preaching. They were teaching the people, proclaiming in the name of Jesus, resurrection from the dead. This, this stands against the belief of the Sandrines. They don't believe in resurrection, but the Bible said they were teaching that. They were proclaiming this because obviously Jesus rose from the dead. So now you are antagonizing their belief system. You're challenging the system of the day. Verse 3 says, they seized Peter. Listen to this. Listen to these. They, these are the authorities of the day. They seized Peter and John because it was evening. They put them in a jail until the next day. But, but, but Bible says, but many who heard the message believed. People who heard the message, they believed. So the number of men who believed grew from excuse me, grew to about 5,000. That is from 3,000. Remember, they were they started with 120 people, right? After, you know, uh, the day of Pentecost, guess what? The Bible says 3,000 souls were added to the church. Via the power of apostolic teaching. You think preaching is what's going to change the society? You think preaching is what is going to deliver? No, preaching just allows people to have itching ears and we get the people excited. We preach and we get the people excited. Oh, everyone, yeah! But they don't hear. They're not hearing. They're not hearing. They're just getting excited. We excite people by preaching, but we change people by teaching them. The Bible says, all right, 5,000 people what kind of a teaching are these people declaring? Five, you see, because teaching makes demand. It brings you to a place where you begin to think. It makes you see yourself in the mirror. When you teach, you, you, you give mirror to people. When you start teaching, people will hate you. They either hate you or they love you. Alright? A man of God that is empowered to teach or anyone that is empowered to teach, listen to this, you will have these two company of people in your life those that will hate you and those that will love you he was teaching the people what the church needs what society needs today are apostles prophets men of god people that can teach when you teach people you expose them you expose them to truth to life amen you deliver them from 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 lies you deliver them from from you know you know from the from the evil from you know from there's a word i'm looking for you know, from the cloud of darkness that is over them, you bring their spirit to enlightenment. Wow, I never knew that. Jesus did more teaching than preaching. They say he taught as one with authority. He taught as one with authority. A true prophet is a teacher, not a preacher. A prophet doesn't go to mesmerize people by screaming and shouting. He goes to liberate people. The spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me. Gotta understand when you start flowing in the anointing on marriage, relationship. I mean, there's so many young people that are going into marriage that are confused. Many homes are being shattered because there are no teachers. No teach people on marriage. God told me when you are 50, you start teaching on marriage. So that's something I'm working on now. 
hopefully very soon we're going to start bringing out material and i've told my wife i'm going to be teaching on marriage so we're going to be saying some things all right so when i start saying things don't think oh you're exposing our home now our marriage no the life of a true man of god amen <laughs> is god's guinea pig god uses you as a guinea pig <laughs> You, you have no idea. You know, there's no secret when it comes to the things of God. Not like I'll be exposing my home, but, but you, God is going to... You can't just be talking theory. Sometimes God will bring practicals. Yes, because that's who you are. You are, a, you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you are a poured out wine for the healing of the nation. I want my life. I want my marriage to be an example. What does that person... What does that mean? I'll, did that person actually mean what he, what he, what he says? What is the definition of love before God and before men? What is marriage? What is what what is a true accepted marriage? What's the difference between marriage and wedding? <laughs> Isaiah don't start. Let's focus on act. I hope you I'm, I'm very relaxed. I hope you're relaxed. I'm relaxed. I'm a very relaxed person, but I'm very serious. I'm very complex. You better know that I'm a very relaxed, very jovial person. Amen. But I'm I'm very deadly when it comes to the things of the spirit. You don't want to mess with me. All right. I'm very relaxed. But guess what? When it comes to the things of the spirit, oh Lord Jesus. I'm, I'm very complex because I'm a prophet. A true prophet. They are very simple, humble, but complex. And that's why a lot of people miss, miss it. You take their simplicity for granted, they bite you. All right. So the Bible says in verse um, three, the sixth Peter and John, the sixth Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail, amen, until the next day. But many who had heard the message believed, so that the number of men who believed grew to about five thousand. So are you seeing increase now to about five thousand? Them and began to question them by what power or what name did you do before the elders, the rulers, the teachers, ordinary men? They were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. They took note that there is something that characterized the lifestyle, the life, the way this, the mannerism, the way these people carry themselves, express themselves, even though we, we can see that these guys are unschooled. Because they never went to the schools of the Sanhedrin. They were never in the school of the Pharisees. Come on. They were not in the company of the Sadducees. But guess what? These guys have been with Jesus. When you are, when you are, when you have actually been with Jesus, you become, hallelujah, an educated man. You become someone that has been informed, empowered, endowed, hallelujah, to represent the things of God. And what, you know, when I was reading this, I said to myself, oh my God, help us, Father. What you see today, amen, is, I mean, in fact, you see a lot of people promoting, almost every apostle you see now, they want to be a doctor. And listen to this, there's nothing wrong in being a doctor if you go study for it. But don't run around, amen, because somebody gave you an, 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 an honorary, you know, a, a title, a, you know, position. And you're going around, and I'm doctor, and I said, so which university did you get, you know, your doctorate degree from? <laughs> it's just honor, honorary. Oh, well, come on, let's, let's stop kidding ourselves, all right? The name or the title that man gives to you, amen, does not validate Amen. Your call, your position, 
does not authenticate the authority of Christ in your life. All I care. You can call yourself whatever. But if you don't have the name of Jesus, silver and gold, we do not have. They learned that these guys were unschooled. We unlearn it. Amen. These guys just, these guys just, you know, put their hand in the food and start eating without washing. You know, they don't have etiquette, if you will. Alright? They, they, they are not schooled. Alright? They, they are not polished. You know, you, 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 you go around certain men say, I will put my words in your mouth. He will give you a voice that they cannot gain say, that they cannot challenge. Continue to proclaim and declare the word of the Lord. The Bible says they learned that they were in school. Ordinary men. But they were astonished. And they took note that this man, amen, had been with Jesus. So these guys already knew about Jesus. Verse 14. But since they could not see. But since they could see, excuse me, but since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could do. Or there's nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sahendrin and they conferred together. <laughs> what are we going to do with this man? What are we going to do with this man? They asked Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign and we cannot deny it. We cannot deny it. But to stop this thing, this thing, it's not a thing. It's a movement. It's God moving. This is not a thing. But, they say, but to stop this thing from Then they call them in again and command them not to speak or teach at all. In the name of Jesus. But Peter and John reply. Which is right in God's eyes. To listen to you. Or to him. <laughs> you be the judge. As for us. We cannot help. Speaking about what we have seen. And what we have heard. After further threats. After further threats. Are, are they trying to threaten us? Are they trying to threaten you? Are they trying to tell you that you have you do not have what it takes? You're not school, you do not have the qualification. I tell you, when God calls you, He qualifies you in the authority, amen, of divine representation. The Bible says, after further threats, they let them go. Don't you see when they threaten you? How many times have I been threatened? They threaten me with all kinds of things. I'm still standing, I'm still here. Yet in this community of Franjouk, I remember when I started, there were people, there were white people that said to me, we don't want you here. I mean, at least I know those people. That was still a good threat. <laughs> they said to me, no, we don't care. We don't care what you want to do for the community. They said to me, these were not unbelievers. These were so-called Christians, their fellowship. I, I told them, I showed them, these are the things I want to do for the community. I brought I mean, you know, it's like a proposal. I did, I mean, that's me. I'm very meticulous when I'm doing things. I, I do my presentation. I show them things I want to do. This, these are the things I want to do to help the community, to help the youths, to help homes, family. I thought they were Christians because they call themselves Christians. 
One of the brothers, an elderly man, white guy, said to me, you know, this Bura guy, he said, we don't care. We don't know you. We don't, we don't want you in our community. I said, but are we not supposed to be Christians? I'm so, I mean, I don't have any other agenda. I'm not even asking you to pay me. I just want to. Now, but because they've got an interest, you see, because there is corruption with some, the people misbehave. You try to bring them to order and correct things. People were still doing their thing. I shut the fellowship down. God will not drop his standard for man. I will not compromise for the standard of God. They came to John. John did not go to them. If proclaiming the truth will put you in the fire, so be it. So be it. Friends, this is the 50th, 50th year of my life on earth. I have seen things. I've been through things. I've gone through things. That at this point of my life, I can no longer compromise. In fact, there's, there's never been a point in my life where I compromise the standard of God for comfort. It's been like that. And that's why those who have been drawn to me, those who, those who are hearing these things, some of them have decided not to connect with us again, <laughs> with me again. Some of the apostles, they've decided, ah, some of them, I cut them off. The Lord said, this one, unfriend him. That one, unfriend him. I mean, if you're connected to me and I've not unfriended you, it's because there is a connection in the spirit. We may not, we may not all the time agree. I'm not saying we're going to agree on everything, but guess what? If I've not unfriended you, I don't, I don't waste time to unfriend a man. People who, who, who seek to compromise the standard of God. There was a brother with his wife. I mean, he lived in compromise here and there, running around using my name and trying to, you know, the Lord said, call him, rebuke him, arrest community and city and nation. I'm not here to build the largest church. I'm here to bring people out of darkness. I'm here to bring people out of bondage. I'm here to empower people. I'm here to resource people. I'm here, hallelujah, to use the experience heaven has given to me to trade. The Bible said they threatened them. I've been threatened, but I'm still here. I don't give in to threat. In fact, the more you threaten me, the more you empower me. <laughs> I'm sure certain people have known that by now. I've been threatened by Jezebels. I've been threatened by Arabs. I've been threatened by the Ataliyas. I've been threatened, amen, by, by the Jeroboams. I've been threatened by false order, by the pharaohs of our day. I've been threatened by the system, amen. Bible says, after further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them. Ah, you talk about punish. I've been punished several times. Like I told you, we've been threatened, we've been punished. They punished them because all the people were praising God for what had happened for the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. Let's continue to read. I'm just showing you, I'm just sharing with you the life of the apostolic culture. So don't think if somebody calls you an apostle, everything is just going to go, you know, easy and rosy for you. No, that's a call to death. That is a call to death. How many people have broken away and go start some ministry that is illegitimate? 
because they think they've got the right to start. You may have the right to start a ministry or church, but God will not approve it because you, you are not following the order, the standard. You're breaking the protocol of the kingdom order. That's why churches are closing up. The people are getting big building. You look at the church, it's all empty. Yes, God is judging the house. God is judging the house. He said, I will judge the house. Judgment has begun in the house of God. You will at least know that you are free. Nobody follows me. They will tell you that I control them or manipulate them. No. In fact, I leave them. Do your own thing. It's only when the spirit of the Lord will ask me to do something or correct or you know, bring them something to them that I do it. I don't force myself on people. I don't. Because that's not the order of true leadership. You don't force yourself on people. The Bible says, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people. May we have our own people. People we can call our own. A lot of people today don't have a people in the church that we can say they are our own. Yeah, because what, what we're seeing, amen, is a group, all kinds of group within the house. You know, the pastor's group, the special group, the millionaire's club, that club. Oh God, help us. The church is so dysfunctional. Bible says, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all they had done. They did what your power. Hallelujah. The Bible says, the Bible says, they did what your power and will had decided beforehand that should happen. So what these guys are doing, it's not just something they cooked up. No, Lord, they did what you have willed, you have desired it beforehand. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servant to speak your word with great boldness. God, consider their threats, but enable your servant to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonder through the name of your holy servant, Jesus Christ. What a prayer. What a prayer. What a prayer. What a prayer. Lord, consider their threats and enable your servant to speak your word with great boldness. I pray this will be our prayer this morning. Stretch your hand to heal and perform signs and wonder through the name of your holy servant, Jesus Christ. After, listen to this, look at the effect. After they prayed, after they prayed, the place that they were meeting was shaking. There was earthquake. The Bible says the place where they were, where they were praying, where they met, shook. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaking. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. No threat. No threat can stop this thing. No threat can stop this thing. I love this. You've, you've got to read this. You've got to, you know what? You know what I do? I take scriptures like this and I just pray them into my spirit. I pray them aloud and I pray, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll pray something like this. Father, you know, okay, let, let, let's take it from. Let, Father, you, you hear the threats of Pontius Pilate, amen, and, and, and the Gentiles. I mean, because I would say, oh, the day of the glory of God is here. God wants to move in the land. But you've got to also understand persecution is coming. And persecution is going to start 
Amen. From the Pontius Pilate, amen, to Herod Pontius Pilate, together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel who met in this city. Persecution. The Bible says you need to go, amen, and pray. Father, consider their prayer. Excuse me. Consider their threats. But enable your servant. Give us boldness. Give us boldness. Stretch your hand towards us that we may heal and perform miracles, signs, and wonder in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says after they prayed, the place that they met shook. There was earthquake in the place. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't you ever think Rather, don't think, amen, that your women speak your word with boldness. They prayed, hallelujah, there was boldness. God moved. After they prayed, they, they, they had an infilling of the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God. The Bible says they continue again in the path community. And all the believers, and all the believers were one in heart. And all the believers were one in heart and mind. You talk about unity in the church. This is it. And all the believers were one in heart and mind. I'm reading Act 4.32. And all the believers were one in heart and mind. Their thoughts. Their belief system. There's nobody conspiring. There's no false order. And if there is, you're going to see. And if there is... Heaven is going to expose it. Because this is where the, the Lord began to expose. Yes, Ananias and Sapphira. Yes. Because if you build this kind of community, false order cannot be allowed to penetrate. God was protecting the community. You see? It wasn't Peter that killed Ananias. It was God who judged Ananias and Sapphira. All the believers were, were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that all of their possession were their own. But they shared everything. I say, I am smiling, but we've got to do what is right. And still, they will show love. That's the power of community. Not, not the kind of you know, value system we're building here. It's a wrong value system. A value system that thinks you can do your own thing. It's my own life. That is the same thing God was talking about in Je Jeremiah. He said, these people, they have forsaken me and they've hewn for themselves systems that cannot hold water. You think you own your own life. You don't own your life. He owns it. And he directs it through the principles, amen, of his will and purpose. With great power, with great power, the apostle continued to testify to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. Not just in the apostles again, in them all. Listen to this. With great power, the apostles continue to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. That there were no need under Abashir. That there were no need or there were no needy person among them. For, for from time to time, those who own land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sale, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was destroyed. The man of God, you, you know, men in black will stop you. You're not fit to be in such a house. Isaiah Phillips, I can tell, I tell you, leave such a place. Because that's not a place 
that God has ordained for you. If you, know, if you do not have access to the person that feeds you spiritually, what are you doing there? You're lost among the crowd. We're reading. This is a pattern we've got to follow. There must be openness. Man of God must not suffer. And you must not take advantage of the man. And the man of God must not take advantage of you. We are relocating the Asian path. We woof, we whiff, we will build a house for God that will reflect this culture. Listen to this. It will happen in our time. And if it doesn't happen in our time, God will raise a generation that, amen, God will always use one person to steer, to spearhead, to birth, to manifest the culture. Maybe you're the one. You're hearing these things that I'm saying. Say, how can I, how can I begin to steer this culture within the house of God? We're dealing with the place of prayer as an apostolic culture, amen, in the house that God is building. Well, I want to believe this morning that I have once again allow you to, to see the intentions of God, to understand the mind of God. We have no I mean, a, a apology for proclaiming these things, for declaring this thing. This is the standard of God. This is what God Alea, wants for us and we've got to continue to reflect his standard. May we live a life that we are not threatened Amen. That we are not threatened by the threats, amen, of, of, of Herod, amen, and, you know, and, and Pontius Pilate, amen, and, you know, and the Gentiles who have mixed themselves, amen, with the Israelites in this city. May we not be threatened. May we not feel threatened. May we not feel jittery because somebody threatened us. May we continue to stand. May our life continue to proclaim and declare, amen, the counsel of God. The Bible says, amen, this day a notable miracle has been performed. Not even the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Sandrines, amen, can deny it. Let's threaten them and let's punish them so that they will stop this. No, the Bible says the company of the apostle prayed. They went to their own and they prayed. They prayed. They prayed. And God released boldness to the company of the people. Father, we thank you this morning for boldness that you are releasing, for grace that you are releasing. Thank you, O God, for apostolic truth, apostolic concept that you are releasing to free your people, O God. Thank you. Your word declares that you will build your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Lord, we thank you this morning that you have released grace upon us, capacity to advance your will, your purpose, your desire. We are not afraid. Lord, as we pray, let there be a shaking. Shake the foundation of many generations, O God. Let your name be hallowed and be proclaimed, O God, in our life, in our land. We declare in Jesus' name that this nation, O God, shall witness more than ever before the power of your presence, your glory, O God. May your house be built, O God, in South Africa, in the name of Jesus. May your house be built, O God, in Zimbabwe. May your house be built, O God, Lord, and against his anointed. Father, we declare in the name of Jesus consider their threat, consider their plot. We rise up and we proclaim in Jesus' name that we are your children, O God. We are the church of the third day and we are rising in power to express your intention, your prophetic intention. May your house be built. May wisdom build this house, O God. May we not be afraid, O God. Thank you, Father, for resource. Thank you, O God, for supply. The Bible says they add all things in common. Those who have Lands and houses sold it and brought the resource, brought the proceed to the apostles' feet. We thank you, Lord, that the apostles' feet, O oh God, 
is the place where the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is released, O oh God, into the nations. Yes, O oh God. A lot at that feet of the apostle, allow us, O oh God, daily to wash that feet, O oh God, with water. Because we know that is where, yes, that gathers dust the most. We know that's the place that gathers dust the most. And that is a place that can be very vulnerable. Yes, because of the proceed. Yes, Father. And so we pray, help us to continue to wash, oh God, each other's feet. To wash out the foundation for reformation, for reformation. We thank you, Spirit of the living God, that in this brand new day, there is a great awakening once again in our hearts, oh God, that will impact our society. We honor you. That we will not bow to the threat of the sign dreams. We will not bow to the threat of the rulers. We will not bow to the threat, oh God, of the elders. We will not bow to the threat, oh God, of the teachers of the world system. We rise up in the power of the name of Jesus. Silver and gold we do not have, but what we have, yes, the name of Jesus is what we have. We are the carrier of the presence of God. And we see your glory manifest like never before upon our show upon our nation may your kingdom come we bless you father thank you lord for everyone that is watching that has tuned in this morning may this truth continue to reach them bless them empower them energize them oh god bring them oh god to a new day of light in truth we bless you father thank you lord for this ministry the potter's gate thank you father that we are still standing we will continue to stand and be a blessing to nations and be a blessing to individuals, men and women, community, homes, family. Thank you, Father Lord, that we will not compromise, we will not drop the standard. Thank you, Lord, that you will continue to be a blessing to this ministry. Thank you. All that this ministry needs.